0: Yo, yo, this is Justin Justin Bieber. Hey, hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Hi, beautiful humans. (laughs) We got Dan here, and we welcome to the studio for the first time ever, Adina Menzel. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Get comfy with the pillows. Do your thing. Uh, Thank you for being here and giving us time and energy today. I... Is it true you started your whole thing in, like, your basement? I started?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about you.
0: Okay. Because I'm really, I'm fascinated. Well, you got to know, thank you for caring, because (laughs) you had an instrumental role in my life. What? When I was 10 years old, my mom took me to see Wicked, (gasps) and I saw you and Kristen Chenoweth originate two Mm -hmm. of the most iconic roles in Broadway history. Thank you. My parents never told me growing up. Well, that I could do whatever I wanted and that I should question limits and I should keep pushing. But what my parents did do, no matter what the bills looked like at the end of the month, they made it a point to take us to a Broadway show.
1: Uh-huh. Where'd New- you grow up? New Jersey. Oh, okay. Where in Jersey? R- Wayne, right outside oh, yeah. of Manhattan. Yeah, I grew up in Sayas at Long uh, Island, but I have friends from over there.
0: Dude, the island is strong. You know?
1: My <laughs> <Thank> parents. <you>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. Strong island. <laughs> it comes out, it Be- comes out for me like now when I'm tired it comes my accent will I'll get lazier and I'll sell more and more from Long Island as opposed to Elsa where I have to like I have to be careful like they work on it with me in the studio which so sometimes I say f- forest wait no now I'm I say the Enchanted Forest, and no, I'm getting all confused, but I'm on, like, Long <laughs> Island Patrol when I go into Disney because I have to say, oh, wait, how would we say it? From, forest. Forest. Yeah. Like, yeah. orange. We say orange, not orange. But Forest then, Hills. Forest Hills. For, yeah, Forest Hills. Right. Now I'm finding it. <laughs> but the Elsa has to say, The Enchanted Forest. Like that, not the enchanted forest, you know what I mean? So <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm just – I'm rambling and you were talking about but,
2: me. <laughs> i was talking about you
0: because Defying Gravity taught me things. My parents never reminded me that I should – never told me that I could do anything I wanted if I felt that it was the right thing to do and set my mind to it. And they never taught me to challenge things, but they kept the arts in my life. So mm-hmm. for that, I'm forever ve- uh, appreciative. Mm-hmm. I've listened to Defying Gravity more times than I've listened to any other song ever since I was 10 years old.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I Thank start, you.
0: I started a radio show when I was 14.
1: So they – wait. So let's let's a little bit let's, – let's look at this. So um, they were supportive. Yes. But they – what? I mean,
0: what? it is a big statement to tell somebody like that y- – y- you can change anything, but you, you you might be told that you can't change something. But you got to ask, no matter what. You got to try. You got to you got to give it your all, and then you find out.
1: So did they always want you to sort of have a safety net kind totally. of thing? Very yeah.
0: by the book situation. No, I get it. And Defying Gravity really taught me differently, and that musical changed the way I looked at life and opportunity. And thank yeah, you,
1: thank you. I'm glad. I'm 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 glad because now the world has you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Appreciate that.
1: Um, And people don't have basements in L.A., by the way. (laughs) No, they don't. Something I learned. Very A lot goes down in basements on the East Coast, you know? Dude,
0: basements should be mandatory in every home. Because you never know what they can birth.
1: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's probably another thing I shouldn't say as as a liaison for... Disney, but I think I went to second base in my, my basement.
0: <laughs> so many memories. Oh, those were the days. You started singing at bat mitzvahs, weddings, all on the island. I did, yeah. You you shout out your temple in... um.
1: It's not my temple. I wasn't very religious, but I've sung at every temple on the in the tri-state area. <laughs> I probably sung at one in, in Wayne, where you grew up.
0: Yeah. What, what What did you learn from those experiences that you still find yourself using every day?
1: I learned how to build a thicker skin because people don't listen to you when you sing at those things. They're all involved in their own, you know, weddings and parties and or old people come up and tell you to be quiet, you're too loud. And <laughs> so you have to just, you sing for yourself. I would, you know, sing music that even if it was music I had to sing because someone requested it, I'd learn how to find my own, you know, identity within that song or how would I interpret it. I I found the times where um, that we'd take breaks and they'd say, Adina, you just hanging out with the keyboard player while they are eating their salad, and we'd sing like an old Sinatra standard or Billie Holiday. And so that's where I learned, like, great music and sort of, how what was what was going to be my imprint on the song you know and i'd study their their interpretations in the car on the way to the gigs and then as i got older i learned okay this is this is what i feel through this music and kind of just trying so i'd always be myself through my music and not try to copy anybody else so i learned that i learned to to in, in i just loved singing um making music with musicians i i learned how much i I love being with a band you know i learned how to be improvisational and welcome mistakes and be spontaneous um because i was 15 and i'd call the keys i'd walk in and be like you know i'm so excited i'm dating myself but like the pointer sisters you know and Kia g or whatever and i was just i was like a young woman on on walking in with bunch of guys I didn't know singing at two in the morning, you know, all over. (laughs) And so I just, I got independent. I built a thicker skin. I, I'm good with going with when mistakes happen. I'm, I, if I forget lines or lyrics, I just go with it.
0: By the way, that's such a vital skill when you do eight shows a week Mm -hmm. on stage because- A lot of things go wrong that people don't, they can't tell in the audience.
1: But we, well, okay, I shouldn't say we, some people don't welcome it. I welcome it because it's a monotony, you know? So it's nice when, when mistakes happen because then you, you know, you like keeps you alive. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But I have a lot of my peers that always say, like, you change it up every night and you sing the melody a little different. I'm like, don't you? And like, No, I have to practice it if I want to change up a new note. And that's something that just comes easy to me. But I think that's because of those wedding days and just feeling like I could try anything because nobody
0: was listening. <laughs> do you remember the first time you performed for somebody that wasn't yourself? You sang to somebody? Because yeah. you, you were saying at the of it is you do it for you yeah. and, and then your band.
1: Yes. Um, I like to make music. I like to to just really key in on the other musicians, and it makes it takes me out of my nerves too. If I listen to the bass player and what line he's playing and stuff like that, so I still do that, and I still like to go on tour and stand, even if it's like some big ballad and it's just really about my vocal. I like my band to be nearby. I get I feel uncomfortable if they put them too far, far away. away. Yeah, but you asked me
0: something else, and I went off. No, I wanted to know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Dance. Are we live right now? No. Okay. <laughs> well
1: yes we are aren't we <laughs>
0: no um what did you ask me and in- i wanted to know about now i forget because i was wrapped in your second question or y- your answer what did i say
2: uh first time you performed in front of an audience that wasn't yes. yourself yeah, yeah, yeah for, yeah, for you. yourself that's yeah. it
0: no well i um well
1: first you've you know you perform for your family um and then i just i remember the first time i had the 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 balls, if you will, to think, oh, I want to audition for the lead in the school play, and I think I'm good enough to do it. So I got up in front of Mr. Roper. He was the music teacher, and I sang... I forget what the damn song was that we sang. I think the solo... It was some weird, folky... He was like a hippie guy back then. It was some folk song called... um the water is wide. Um, it's, but anyway, he goes. The water is wide. I can't be. It's just pretty anyway. I don't know. I'm sorry. This is boring radio. No, but um, is- so, but I remember. when I think back, and I'm like, wow, I really thought enough of myself to go in there and and audition. Oh, I probably sang somewhere over the rainbow because it was Wizard of Oz. That what I just sang to you was my first solo I got in a choir. But I probably sang somewhere over the rainbow because it was. Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, and that's who I sang in front of. And then I remember all the teachers looking at each other and saying, "Oh my God, she's got something." And then my parents got called. And then the next thing you know, my mom was finding me a voice teacher and stuff like that. What?
0: That's kind of wild. Yeah, and it
1: was my mom. I'll 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 throw my dad under the bus. He's the one that used to say, like, um, you know, you need a backup. Or when I was going to college, like, maybe should minor in business. You know, don't. And my mom was the one. That always would say, no, she needs to put all her focus behind this dream. If she's worrying about that, she's not putting all her energy into this. And she needs to, we need to support her and she needs to believe in herself. I believed in myself so much when I was younger. As I've gotten older, I'm I'm now more of a wreck. What, do you doubt yourself? I think it's success, you know, starts to make. You doubt yourself or worry about the expectations or how How far you can fall from where you're at and and how to stay there. But I remember when I was 16, I just thought I'm definitely going to be, you know, famous and this is what I'm destined to do. And people need to hear me sing and. And now I can do such a number of myself, I can be on stage and and have an anxiety
0: attack. (laughs) (laughs) Zach Show. Yo, beautiful human. If you're considering going back to school, you really should ask yourself the following questions Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really is the perfect school for you. ASU offers over 200 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you would on campus from wherever you are on your schedule. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits. If this is of any interest to you, seriously, text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. You'll get more information. Learn for yourself why The Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. Learn more right now about ASU online degree programs. Just text Zach to 35517 That is Z-A-C-H to 35517 Zach Sangcho Isn't it crazy how it all works out that way? <laughs> yeah.
1: Just then then you become a parent and then you don't want to project all that stuff onto your kid and I try to be real with him but I don't want him to think, well, I have to be anxious. If I'm good, I have to be anxious about something. No. Just, you know, just enjoy it and believe in yourself. So it's it's it's
0: weird are you anxious only up to the performance because when i watch you and i listen to the live albums which Mm -hmm. are we'll get into the way you reimagine some of the (laughs) biggest records of all time which awesome but it sounds so comfortable and when i watch it it feels so intimate and i -hmm. feel like everybody there feels like they're hanging out in a living room thank you i i
1: aspire to that um yes and that's part of it's uh yes i have learned that the more vulnerable i can make myself the more will connect with the audience and so i need to feel comfortable in that vulnerability because that's when an artist really lets people see into their soul you know but it's this dichotomous thing because it's scary to be vulnerable so um once again i'm I'm good did i where to go
0: scary to be vulnerable yeah but then what was the question but once you get up (laughs) everything kind of it, it feels like everything
1: subsides exactly but it doesn't subside so i'm really a good actress is what i'm trying to tell you that i am faking it till i make it i am up there some days i'm having a wonderful time and i'm in the moment and i'm enjoying everything and other days i'm in my head a lot the good thing Sometimes I focus on my son, you know, certain things that give me perspective. So if I'm really nervous... Or I'm like, I'm not going to remember the lyrics to that. Or I don't know what I'm doing. And you know, in your head, you just you, do you ever have it? Oh my God. Yeah. So that's when I'll say, okay, sing to Walker. This is ridiculous. Like there's a kid out there that needs you and the singing career stuff doesn't mean anything. So just sing your song to your son or think about what he's doing right now at home. Cause if I'm far away for that show. So that helps get me on track, perspective, priorities, um, talking about it, putting it out there so that people, you know, disarming people and yeah letting them just know you're going through similar stuff maybe that they go through. But when it's live and it's, like, the Oscars and Meryl Streep is out there and Travolta screws up your name, then you really just... <laughs> then it's like, ooh, I don't know. I just, I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, what is your... Like, does it shock you at all that you've come so far and you've literally gone from bat mitzvahs to Disney princesses to, I mean... <laughs> And, and it all started with Maureen. Like, that was... Can you say that that role changed your life?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, that was my first professional job, 1995, 96, off-Broadway Rent, until um, we went to Broadway. And um, and that was a very... Um, oh, God, it was a bittersweet time because, um, for those who are listening out there might not know, the composer of Rent, his name is Jonathan Larson, he actually... Um, he was with us through five weeks of our rehearsal process, and then on the night of our first show in front of an audience, he passed away from an aortic aneurysm. And um, so at a young age, I realized what's really important. And so the show started to take off, and then we had all these accolades and everything going on without this this man, you know, it's at the story. helm. Yeah. And the story, I, life imitated art in so many ways. It was about struggling artists. It was about... Um, the integrity of your art, not selling out. it was obviously about our people getting sick and and dying, and it's about community and loving and loving is love being the answer to everything really. and um, so it was constant, and we'd get up there and um, we couldn't complain, you know, we had this thing happening, and we had to we had to be sort of the vehicle, the vessels for his message and his music and his story. And, um, so we had a higher, um, uh, what's the word, like a mission, you know? And so that gave me a perspective, um, to try to really appreciate everything that happens. plus, then i I got a record deal out of that, and then I got dropped from the label. I sold no records. i I went into obscurity for a couple of years. i i I've had a lot of highs and lows. So you start to r- realize how fleeting all this stuff can be and how you just when it comes, you gotta you gotta grasp it, which is why I've done like every talk show and television show in the last three days to embrace this time because <laughs> you never know who'll hire you two weeks from now.
0: <laughs> but, by the way, that's the Broadway in you too. is like, I mean, it has to be. You know, the idea that like the next job isn't totally guaranteed and a show's run can end mm-hmm. at any point and that.
1: Yeah, they can end. You can um, people just can say things about you and, um, you know, the reviews or now it's social media. It's even worse than just the New York Times. It's just it can be somebody in the middle of the night you decide, you know, to go on and. Check out with your fans, and and then you read something really bad that someone says about you, and so it's um yeah it doesn't it doesn't get easier really. You just it's more about focusing and priorities, and like I said, just um surrounding yourself with people you know really love you for who you are, and will be there whether I sing a good note or
0: not, and um yeah. Do you feel like you guys accomplish Jonathan's mission with Rent? Yeah, I think. uh yeah, I think.
1: F- for years and years, we continued to do it. We feel um, obligated, responsible, um, um, lucky to to ha- to be able to sing his music and tell his story and put it out there for all these years and pass it on from generation to generation. It's 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 been an incredible
0: ride. That show brought me and my straight best friends together, <laughs> like nothing else. <laughs> They used to sing La, Biv- uh, La Vivo M. Like, they know, probably
1: didn't even know what they were singing about. But it, but that's
0: great music. That's a yeah. great story. Mm-hmm. That's They didn't know at first, and then they dug in, and they started to understand, and from that they learned. Mm-hmm. And from that moment when it affects kids so young, that's with them.
1: Or they're just seeing two people of the same sex singing love songs to one another, and that's just the way it is. It's that's the norm. But, yeah. So that was crazy.
0: When you bring back seasons of love on Christmas, a season of love.
1: Yeah, that's the why I titled it because I got my start in rent. So I'm glad you brought that up. And then it just occurred to me when I was curating music to figure out what to do on the holiday album that I was like, oh, season of love is a great holiday song. We never sing it during the
0: holidays. No. Yeah. So and p- people should. They. They. Hopefully, they will now. <laughs> Is it a a challenge when it's time to reimagine a song like Seasons of Love? You reimagined it a few times because you play it in your live albums. But But it's always different. I took,
1: took, um, there's another song in Rent called Christmas Bells. (laughs) It's a huge operatic thing with tons of different people singing all different counterpoints and things and um, and it has this one line, Christmas bells are ringing. And then it gets kind of, the drug dealers are saying, not now. And the, the homeless people are saying, get out of here. So I couldn't really keep that part in. The
0: part. <laughs> but it has this
1: really joyful holiday sounding motif. And so we started with that. Stephen Arim is a friend of mine, music director of many Broadway shows. Um, he combined that motif and then we go into Seasons of Love so I could try to give it a fresh
0: take. How do you... How do you start that process? Whether it's defying gravity or mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Have you reimagined "No Day But Today"? I know you've reimagined for no, good. No, I just
1: sing it the same way every night. It's my that "No Day But Today" is my mantra. I just it's become a thing where I feel like every time I'm on stage, I I just I I like to sing and it. It's just it's a reminder to me of where I've come from, what's important in life, and um, whether people know that song or not, it's something easy for them to sing and remember and. Um, So it kind of grounds me, that song.
0: That was one of my questions here. Like, Defying Gravity was a consistent reminder for me to keep reaching, keep going. Uh Don't stop. Mm -hmm. No Day But Today, is that for you?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it it
0: reminds you. Yes,
1: definitely. That keeps me grounded. Defying Gravity, Let It Go. Those songs are more about, like, harnessing this incredible power we all have in ourselves. And so often in the world, we're... So like, watch out. That's too much for people. That's gonna, you know, be off-putting, especially with women. You know, Um, so it's like that anger, that that ferocity, that magic sorcery that you have whatever it is that you have that that thing that makes you really exceptional and incredible in life is not we just can't apologize for it so those songs are more about me not apologizing anymore and i love that i get to sing them to young audiences but they're actually great reminders to anyone to just kind of step into it and stop being um making yourself smaller to make other people feel better it's just that doesn't work
0: Elsa and Alphaba—they have a lot of similarities.
1: They do. Um, I don't know why there's this pattern in my life of these kind of characters. I'm not sure if it's chicken or the egg, or because I know I had to audition for those roles, so it's not like I chose them. I needed a job, but somehow they're in my life and they've dictated so much of who I am and who I connect to, and with my music and how I want to live my life. And um, so I'm just so so grateful them. I'm just not sure. I, I mean, I ha- it has to have something to do with me, but <laughs> I don't know quite what it is.
0: What do you learn from somebody like Elsa?
1: Um, like I said, well, I've been talking a lot about this lately, which is why I can't put two sentences together, because I've been in London, Canada, New York, and LA mm-hmm. all in a matter of 48 That's- hours. But um, what I learned from her is Sort of what I learned about myself is that it's really cool to have a vulnerability and a softness and sensitive emotional side, um, empathic side, kindness, and also have this huge, powerful strength and courage Um, and that there's a duality in that. But if you can strike that balance, that's that's what people want in the world that's 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 how we express ourselves you know um, and and that's acceptable it's okay um, it's just hard it's hard to reconcile both sometimes
2: you, you earlier you mentioned like pronouncing the word forest what yeah. goes into like training for Elsa like how do you become Elsa
1: <laughs> so um, it's not like I I would love it if they sent us all to Norway because I know all the anim- <laughs> the animators all go they send them on these crazy field trips and it's so much fun for them they go to the glaciers and the this and the that in Norway and they 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 research the indigenous tribes there and like I'm like let's send that send us there but um, um, I could just go in and play because it's you know we're not in front of the camera we mm-hmm. can just play and try different things. So and my thing with Elsa is finding the regal part of her because I'm not I don't I'm not that regal in my real okay. life. Like I said, I'm East Coast. I come from a family of loudmouth Jewish people with truck drivers' <laughs> mouths. And I have to just clean so my, my biggest challenge is cleaning up my 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 speech a little bit and sounding more regal and a little bit younger and getting in there. Um, but the rest of it I just play in the moment and their creative teams comes in studio with you and Jennifer Lee who is now the first female head of Disney creative ever she was um, uh, yeah, she's the the creator of Rick and Ralph and wrote wrote the first Frozen and she directed it so she will throw off her shoes and come in with the co-director Chris Buck and come from some corporate craziness that she's got to deal with at Disney and then come into our session and sit down and just read lines with us and direct us. And so we just get to play and they'll show us. They're the most collaborative... people ever they'll they'll show us the storyboards depending on where they are in the process they'll show us scenes that are kind of look like old mickey mouse drawings at first because they don't want to spend all the money animating everything until they know what's going to stick you know because it requires so many people and so much work so they'll show us all of that they'll They take you through the story. They took me through how they came to making a sequel and sort of what what their experiences were. I mean, they don't have to. They could just be like, speak these words, you know, say these lines. But they, they love to let you in on the process. And I like to go in and hang out with the animators near their computers and stuff. And they show me. I've gone in. I brought my nephew who's kind of interested in all that. And I just like to be a fly on the wall. Because it takes like three people just to animate Elsa's braid. It's just a whole thing or someone that works on her eyebrows and her expressions or the way she moves her hands. Or, you know, it'll take a ton of animators just to do about thir- three seconds of animation that you see a moment, you know.
0: Is it weird to see Elsa in real life? Like to go to the park? and, and- <laughs> Yes, it is. You want to know why? Because
1: they are taught they cannot break character. So you go if you go to Disneyland or whatever and, you know, they want you to take a picture me to take a picture with Elsa for press, so I go and I want to because I'm an actor. I'm like yeah. I'm like one of them. I know that they're this is just a day job for them. So when the camera's not on, I'm like, you must be really hot and that. Um, I don't mean hot like sexy. Like you're, you you're, must be you're really sweating. hot. It's 90 degrees out, and you're in that blue dress and that blonde wig. And she's like, Yes, it's very no, it's very cold here in Arendelle. And I'm like, I'm trying to have a real conversation. Can you just drop in? She's like oh, you look really nice. You know, it's, <laughs> come on. But they all get fired if they break a character. It's,
0: by the way, you got to respect that,
1: right? Oh, my gosh. The then go, Olaf will be like, I can give you a warm hug. And I'm like, no. I want to, Do you want to go get a beer after this? <laughs> they won't talk to me. Be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, somebody told me they got, who is it? Kristen Bell. Somebody's friends got fired. One was Snow White and one was um, some other character and they were making out behind some ride, you know, Ooh. and then they got fired because they got caught. The two like characters <laughs> kissing in the back and I'm not allowed to, to break character. Well, <laughs> they were
0: making out in character. Do you, have a,
1: you have a lot of young listeners though, don't you? So this isn't that. How young do we get? Oh we No, got, no, like 1834. Okay, don't few. worry. Okay, cool. We, yeah, we're not like ruining no. little girls' lives <laughs> by like, hearing about. no. No, ten years old. Okay. No ten okay.
2: Um, okay. Well, I, I had a quick question about the animation. Is that what took six years? Was it? That, is it that much work to create a movie like this? No.
1: What took? Okay. So they the the mo- Frozen one came out, and then it took them like three years to come to what the story. It took three years to make Frozen two. The three years in between was them. Being on the travels in the world and meeting people and not not having a reason to make a sequel, they, which I love about them. They didn't just go out there and try to make a buck, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was people constantly asking, why does Elsa have those powers and different things like that. And then Jen and Chris being like, um, we really miss these characters. We feel like they we have more story to tell. So they waited till the story informed them and then they it came there
0: it was organic yeah it's really organic isn't that like a blessing because something like that could last forever when done the right way when they're not just searching for an easy buck
1: i think so i think that's why it's really deep this foam and exists on many levels and will resonate with different audiences or you know wide demographic and there's a lot of themes i mean there's the, the theme of that 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 you know of the sort of sisterhood love of family over some prince charming coming in the save the day romantic love there's that there's the themes that you know elsa and anna sort of finding their purpose in life and um these strong female characters at the helm of a movie in the first place is really cool but then there's also this love of the earth um there's this um apology for our history um yeah. there's yeah there's a lot of stuff that you know if you're not 7 You're going to, it's going to hit you in a
0: deep place. That's really special. Yeah. For those messages to come through in a Disney film that you know everybody's going to be able to tap into. By the way, like, that is a common thread through your projects. They send deeper meanings. And they tend to be cultural things that can really weave themselves into the fabric of our society.
1: Yeah, they're great. They come once every decade. They're a zeitgeist. (laughs) And then in between, I don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean that- I try to make albums actually. I try to make music, but you know, I haven't sold that much before. I shouldn't say that my my managers here. But um yeah, you know, I'll go and make my own music and I don't know.
0: I'm sorry. I'm Yeah, but come on. Not only do you have incredible you you take on incredible stories, you bring to life. There's a lot of pressure in that. There Thank has you. to be, right? And there's a real art in being able to tear to break apart a song and understand how you fit into it and how you embody that narrative and and make it your own while keeping the originator's story so true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. I feel good about that. I don't know what it is. I feel like I'm able to somehow within all the acrobatics of the high notes and things still remain conversational. To me, that's, those are the singers I like to listen to. That you feel like they're just talking to you. They're not performing at you. Which is hard when it's a character in a, in a song that has a high range and you have to hit these big notes. But I still feel like it should come from that place of story and um, the intimacy of the person and being on the mic like this and, and telling you a story. Whether I'm speaking or I'm singing, it's all the same thing.
0: At This Table mm-hmm. is a beautiful record. Thank you. And the only Christmas song, in my opinion, that pushes acceptance of everybody. And a song that Thanks. is very needed right now.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. That's kind of um, it's an original song on my holiday album. It's um, one of only two original songs. The rest are all your traditional holiday stuff. Um, but I wrote it with my friend Jonas Mirren. and um, yeah, it's a song. It's a song about acceptance. A song about inclusivity. A song about forgiveness. I feel like it's a song for everyone that maybe doesn't feel comfortable being themselves when they go home during the holidays. And I have a bunch of friends that have gone through that journey in their life and have you know, they've come out in different different places, but um and for me it was my you know, the LGBTQ community, my friends that I know have gone through stuff like that, but then once we started writing or I realized it could it could be anybody. you know, the kids at the border, it can be anybody, it can be um um, the politics that we're dealing with today, and it's just it's just about being honest and truthful and feeling like you have a place to be free.
0: Come as you. remember the door is always open.
1: Mm-hmm. come as you are, come as you are mm-hmm. come as you are. Then remember the door is always open at this um at this table. everyone is welcome at this table. everybody is everyone is seen at this table. everybody matters. No one
0: falls between. Did you feel like we were missing this?
1: um I just, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're missing. I'm sure there's some other great songs that do the same thing. But I just feel like we need as much as we can. Um, songs about finding common ground and including everyone, especially in this very divisive t- time that we're living in. So um, I'm glad that it's on the album. And thank you for asking me about it. I love it. Uh, thank you. It's beautiful. And then the other original song, Ariana Grande, um, was gracious it. enough to, yeah, to sing with me. And that's an original song written by the Lopez's who wrote all the songs from Frozen. So I went to them and I said, could you write me something for the holiday album? And Kristen Lopez came back and said, um, this is your feminist Christmas song because it's a song called How About a Hand for Mrs. Claus? Cause she gets no respect. She's, Ever. You know, the woman behind the scenes. Um, So Ariana kicked ass on that and then Billy Porter's on a tune and um, who I go way back with for many years in the theater community. Um, (laughs) That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's one of the best singers ever. I actually went back and re-recorded my vocal after we got him on because I like the way he sang sang his (laughs) song (laughs) better. So I redid some of my phrasing and I fit my harmonies to his and I just, he's so good. And then Josh Gad is on there. Who Josh Gad, who plays Olaf and many other, you know, he's been in many other films and shows. He's a friend of mine. And then my husband's on on the album singing I'll Be Home for Christmas with me. What
0: is, what is that like?
1: Um, that was great for me. I think he was a little nervous coming into the studio. Um, we met in a show. He's He used to be an actor, and he's actually now, he's this gifted therapist who works out in Malibu at this um rehab and uh mental illness facility so he's doing the real important was, work in the say, world. a real job <laughs> yes but he's got the most beautiful voice so i made him sing with me and then you have my son on there when he was three years old i found this little thing on my phone where i was teaching him how to do the prayer for the uh, menorah for the hanukkah candles so he's on there a little bit and um so it's an album for
2: everybody why don't you sing some Hanukkah songs?
1: Yeah, well, I could try, but there aren't that many. There's Adam Sandler's, <laughs> there's Dreidel, 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 <laughs> and then there's a song that I put on the album, which is um I was introduced to it. It's called Ocho Candalicas. It's um a, a language called Ladino, which is kind of like Yiddish, but for the Spanish Jews, and um and it's it's cool. And then we have it's kind of got a Latin feel. Pink martini, do you know those guys? They anyway, they 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 did the song and I heard it and so I had this guy Marlo Rosato who's like won Grammys for Latin Piano records, and he's got a Cuban Puerto Rican band, like they're down in Miami. So he came up, and it's like a mambo, and it doesn't sound at all like Hanukkah or Christmas, (laughs) but it's really cool. It's like the coolest track on the album. I'm just worried that people will be decorating their tree, and then this mambo comes on. (laughs) Like, what's going on? But it's a really good holiday song, and um, I couldn't get Adam Sandler to come on and sing sing his song.
0: Maybe
2: next year. Yeah. Mi- I'm in a movie
1: with him, though. What? You know oh, my that, God, you're right? in that
2: one with the, the, the yeah, gem one.
1: Uncut gems, yeah. Oh, that looks so good. Yeah, he's so good in it. He's, Um. I hope he gets nominated for an Oscar. He's so good. It's a, it's a dramatic, dark film. It's not like a comedy. I mean, he's kind of funny sometimes, but pathetically funny. Um. And I play his wife in it, and it's getting a lot of really great reviews, so I'm excited about that.
0: Is that role a challenge for you? Because it's so different, a tacky than Long Island wife from. <laughs> <laughs> but it's dramatic, um, and there's no singing. No,
1: no, there's no singing. No, it's not a challenge for me at all. As far as no singing or no, I mean, it's who I am. It's what I do. I'm an actress. It's just it's so nice when people actually hire me and don't expect me to sing because, you know, my identity is so wrapped up in in and, and I love it. It's not that I'm unappreciative. It's just that I I'm. Um, a performer and artist I feel like I can express myself in many different ways and I feel like musical theater people don't always get a lot of credit for being good actors and um uh what was it someone said Barbara Cook used to say what do they think we do between the songs but um it's uh so it's really nice to just kind of throw the ball back and forth with Adam in these scenes and and for people to see because it's I've been saying you know you're when you when you have a gift and you're singing or whatever you're doing from the time when you're little and you're one of the people that knows what they want to do in their life you know your passion from a young age as opposed to some of my friends that didn't know for a long time and that was frustrating for them um it's so great right and you're doing what you love to do for your career and 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 yet um, my whole identity is wrapped up in my singing, as though that's the only thing that makes me special. And if I'm not singing, so if I have a cold or I don't hit a great note, or then who am I? I'm not nothing. Your, it's you know, not you what it's do not I have to offer identity. in this world. Exactly. So it's nice when you become a mom and you have other um, jobs in this world, or you just, you know, you're acting or you're just being a human being. It's, it's my essence, you know, it's not because I hit some high E flat or whatever. I hope. You're yeah. like, but sing the E-flat. <laughs> <Yeah. Perfect. laughs>
2: but do you think your voice is the reason you got Elsa?
1: Well, that's another good point. It's You wonder, could somebody else just, it's great writing, it's great animation. Could someone else's voice be Elsa and it would still no. be successful? I don't know. On on good days, I think no. On bad days, I think yeah. Um, I'm learning with the second one though, that people, when they start to really identify that voice whatever it is with the character then you're locked yeah i hope so because i need the i need the money for the next game
0: <laughs> <laughs> by the way who is the right i, I there's always rumors about wicked coming at, back in a movie form
1: Yes. And yeah, it's going to come back and apparently going to come back without Kristen and myself because we're too old. And I keep calling Mark Platt the producer. It's funny. Kristen is always on TV and they're like, how would you recast Wicked? And she gives them a bunch of names. And I'm always saying, I'm not going to recast it. You do CGI. <laughs> you, you you do some some Avatar and you put the green makeup on me, yes. you take twenty years off my face and I'm gonna do it. What is you know, why can the Irishman, Robert Robert Niro and no. Joe Pesci why do they get to do it? And that's right. Scorsese.
0: And I can make the argument that your vo- your vocals are stronger today than they were back then. And the
1: wisdom, the life experience uh, I have to offer. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, yeah, I have a chip on my shoulder about it. It's We're too old, so it's fine.
2: You look very young. Thank
1: you. So- you have really glamorous lighting and forgiving lighting in here. <laughs> oh, I haven't realized that the light... I should have been turning this way. There's my light. I've been turning away from it. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, you bring up a sore subject. Uh, she's just she's just come to terms with it, I guess, and I have, and I'm keep I keep trying to get us well, the roles and tell them to just light it nice and go back in and see GI out of wrinkles. Do
0: you yeah. still look at Alphabet today and
1: only see yourself? Because- no. Um no, I see uh no. <laughs> I was um I won't put names out there, but I was just talking to someone uh, doing an interview and they were like, I saw you at the fantage I said, No you didn't. That was another green i didn't do it at the vantages
0: oh my god i'm gonna vomit whoever asked that question
1: (laughs) no but you know the green makeup can um and i guess if they buy the album you get to know my voice but um what was your question
0: again zach i mean like you you were the person who brought Alphabet to life oh you gave her existence you gave her i mean yes somebody put pen to paper. But do you remember something.
1: going to a play a Broadway show and not seeing the original cast, and it still was amazing?
0: It,
1: not, I saw Sarah Jessica Parker's Annie. She was the third Annie, and she was incredible and gave me goosebumps. And so when you see whoever it is that, that night, that's why the theater is so incredible, because it's whatever is happening that night is your own special little nugget of an experience. But right?
0: it started.
1: Okay, I, I, will, I, I take full credit for being a part of something that started this um, legacy, if you will. But it's also pretty cool to look back and see all the young women that have played the role. And and then they get to, which is always a little frustrating because they get to put their um, take on it and it keeps kind of, the you know, um, evolving. And then you go back and you support them and you think, why didn't I do it that way? <laughs> but you realize you couldn't have because they already have yours to start from That's... and then they're adding on their layers. You but... started the path. You start the path. That they kept
2: paving. They built. Sometimes I just
1: why didn't I sing it like that? But um, that's just because I'm a
2: perfectionist. Frozen two is out. Do you ever get sick of Let It? Sorry. No. Let It Go. Yeah. Do you ever get sick of Let It Go?
1: No. And I'm not. That's not like a stock answer for you. I um, I don't. uh, It's hard if I don't feel well, and I'm worried about going on stage because I have a cold, or I'm worried about you know doing a good job in that way. But no, it's. I mean, it's been one of the greatest gifts of my life. Mm-hmm. The whole Frozen experience, that song, I get to go on stage all over the world and look out into an audience of uh, blue dresses and sing this song and connect with young little boys and girls. And um, it's it's a beautiful reminder to me all the time of how, what I've accomplished in my life and what I'm part of. And also on those days where I just don't feel like getting out of bed, that I'm a role model and I got to... You know, practice what I preach, and and remember, just like I tell these little kids in the song, to really um, embrace that thing that makes you different and in the world, and celebrate that. So, no, I don't get sick of it.
0: Has your muscle of your voice gotten stronger over the years? Like, how do you keep it intact?
1: I, I work really hard. It hasn't. Uh, has it gotten strong? It gets stronger when I'm singing more. So if I'm singing correctly, I have the same voice teacher for almost 30 years. I do the same vocalizing. I'm pretty disciplined about that. I wish I could be one of those people that just could have a glass of wine, go out there, and it's fine. But I can't. So, uh, yeah. No, I work really hard. But if it's kind of like running, you know, you wouldn't go out there and run the marathon having never run before. So if you 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 stretch, you go out, you do two miles for a couple weeks, three miles, and that's how I approach all the stuff that I do.
2: I cut you off. Oh, no. I'll just rattle off these quick questions. Tony, don't kill me. Um,
0: <laughs> Tony just gave you the look of death.
2: <laughs> which Which song is hard to sing? Let It Go or Into the Unknown?
1: Um, uh, it's probably Into the Unknown because it's not in my body and in my voice yet. I haven't sung it a lot. I sang it in the studio is one thing. What That was the same thing with Let It Go. Then once I go on tour and I'm singing it every day, it starts to get in me and I can... I can sing it so, but it's probably into the unknown right now because it's a little bit of the unknown for me. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: What do you think of Brendan Yuri's version?
1: Oh, it's good. He makes it sound easy to sing those high notes. So, <laughs> but um, it's not. I th- yeah, it's 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 easy on a certain day, and then other days it's not easy. But that's probably what he'd say too. When you're in the studio, you you know you can try different things and and make mistakes and grab the best one and. So, um, but I, I'm
0: i a big fan of his, so.
2: You good? Yeah, I know you wanted to ask about a certain Christmas song.
0: Oh, no. I mean, Baby It's Cold Outside is on the album.
1: No, that's on, that was on another. <laughs> it's on the old album. album. Oh, it was on, on another an pres- on do, do Yeah, in suppose- the Me Too movement, I don't think I'm allowed to sing that song anymore. Although I'm not such a, I don't totally um, subscribe to that philosophy with that particular song i think it was of its time in the 1930s and there's no like drugs being put into her drink and she was just being coy and it's okay he's like come on baby come inside and she's like no because sometimes that's how we are but in the me too movement it sounds like he's forcing her to do something she didn't want to do so um, I'm on the fence about that. Is that what you're going to ask me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I want to know if you listen to the new lyrics and what you thought.
1: Oh, uh, what are the new lyrics? Oh, oh God. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: Kelly Clarkson and John Legend, they put out a new version. Oh, they did? Oh, I
1: love them, but they did?
0: Yeah, totally different lyrics What is today. it?
1: Like, it, baby, come on, it come in. And she's like, first, I, what what does she <laughs> say? Let don't me, try to make me do something I don't want to do. <laughs>
0: Let me text you first.
1: Let
2: me, is that what it is? <laughs> it's like, what do you got? Let me get it.
1: Let me text you first. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sexually harassing you. I just think you're a beautiful, strong woman. It's like, well, oh, I thank you for seeing the, seeing that part of me. I don't, no, I haven't heard it at all. Okay. You're going to play it?
2: No. I'm trying to find the lyrics, but it's not coming up anywhere. Frozen
0: 2. It is out
2: right now. You must watch it.
0: it is, I haven't seen it, but I hear it's amazing. <laughs> I've, no I've, one's going to believe you if you haven't seen
1: it. Well, but I've seen it, and it's really good. And um, it really is good. I think it's better than the first one i do it's
0: You're
2: really right beautiful yes. yeah oh is there going to be another one like do you think there's more of a story to tell
1: i do but i don't know and and bell all over the world she says yes there's, i'm going on the record saying it's going to be frozen three 4, and five <laughs> 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 but there's been no discussion of it
0: okay christmas yeah. a season of love listen to the album it's beautiful Edina menzel
2: oh congrats I- on your star thank,
1: thank you for- I oh, that in there. oh it, yeah just deal.
2: get that in
0: you know <laughs>
1: People will be peeing on my star (laughs) for years to come. You are blessed. Peeing and dogs. Well, no, there's LA people like drunk in the middle of the night that probably will pee on it too. Yeah. Oh, fame is so glamorous.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your energy.
2: This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.